Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It was hard for me, Steve, because I was like... I'd reach a point where I'd go all in and I'd do this thing with maximum vigor and passion. Yeah. And then I'd really, You're a passionate I, guy. You know, I am. Yeah. I really am. Yeah, right? I know, I know. I'm sitting in here in yellow, like I'm out here expressing <laughs> myself. Bruv. But I'd squeeze the juice out of something yeah. and I just don't want to do it anymore. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Balancing Acts with me, Steve Whiteley. This is a brand spanking new series of conversations that I have with an array of creatives. And the reason why I started this podcast was because I recently realised that perhaps I lack balance in my life. I go all in on uh, my work, which I love. You know, that's why I go all in. But perhaps it might be slightly better for um, my mental health and all-round sanity to have a little bit more balance. You know, the term balance is banded around a lot in our consumerist society. You know, you need balance in your life, so have a smoothie. You need balance in your life, so that's why you should get the E-Class Mercedes, etc., etc. I don't know why you need the E-Class Mercedes to have balance in your life. But in this very first episode, I'm really excited to welcome and chat with Ruben Christian, Ruben is a host, a comedian, and a edutainer, which is something we discuss in further detail. Perfect. Hi, this is Steve Whiteley, comedian, actor, filmmaker, and writer, all-round ADHD creative. And welcome to my new podcast, Balancing Acts, where I talk to an array of creatives, ranging from comedians, actors, directors, all sorts. And we talk about how they find a sense of balance or not between their creative lives and their everyday lives, and how that has an impact on their mental health and beyond. So in this conversation, Ruben talks about the struggles that uh, we as creatives are faced with when really deciding which discipline to focus on. Because, you know, as a creative mind, we want to do everything. We want to try lots of different things. So it's important to go through that experimental process to figure out what is your thing, I guess. We dive in deep to Ruben's morning routines, which uh, he is religious about. I mean, he's not religious per se, but he is religious about sticking to his morning routines. He's clearly done a lot of research on this and he's figured out what are the things that he needs to put in place or what are the routines that he needs to put in place to jumpstart his day. 
We talk about the pressures and distractions of social media as a creative. This is a really great and deep conversation. I've got a lot of time for Ruben and uh, he's very inspiring. It's worth checking out his Instagram, uh, Ruben Christian one because he's in the zone right now, man. He's posting lots of nuggets of gold for creatives. They just seem to be pouring out of him at the moment and every post has value. So I'd highly recommend checking that out. But not before you listen to this conversation. So without further ado, over to Ruben. First of all, it's very good to see you. It's great to see you as well. Man. Last time, was the last time I saw you was on your, on your podcast or was it at the Musical Comedy Awards? It was, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But then there was also a time where we gigged together in North London somewhere. And TNT. You, that, was it TNT? TNT. Yeah, that's, town. that's it. With yeah. what's her name? Uh, Soma. Song. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was probably about 18 months ago or so, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, probably there. So you're doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. You're doing your podcast. Yeah. And you're recording a mixtape as well. Yeah. With you rapping on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Express myself de- musically. Rapping, you could say that. Express myself musically. Okay, we'll call it that. Yeah, we'll yeah, call it It's a new genre. <laughs> uh, and hosting as well. Yeah. And we were just talking about this before. Like, you know, you you go off someone's Instagram because that's the only communication I've had with you recently. Mm. Not as in, you know, we've been DMing each other, but just just to get a glimpse, like a a window shot, yeah, of what's going on. Of what I'd like to show people's going on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not the reality whatsoever, but from what I gather, it's like okay, Ruben is doing sort of like these. It seems like hosting entrepreneurial type events, very sort of like positive mindset. It felt to me like you found this niche mm. and you were, it seems like very, very focused. Whereas previously you might have been doing some of this and some of that, etc., yeah. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Now it feels quite focused. Mm. Does that feel the case? And if so, kind of like how, you know, how have you like arrived at this point where you've decided, actually, you know what, this is the thing. Because that is the hard thing, I think, for a lot of creatives, isn't it? Deciding the thing to focus on. Like, yeah. What is the thing I really do yeah. more than anything else that I should Mate, focus on? The thing is a fuck. I can swear on this, can't I? Of course. Fuck. Of course, I'd, I'd be upset fuck. if you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd hate myself if I didn't, man. The thing, that thing or the one thing or the one in terms of romantic relationships is an absolute myth and I don't believe it, right? But there's probably a corner or a niche that we can find that is good enough to stick with to take us to the next level before we can start exploring other things, if that makes sense. But kind of going back to your question, so when I got signed by my last agent, the reason I got signed is because I was so clear on who I was Okay. And, how, and I was able to language who I was um, holistically. And I'll, I'd say I was split in the middle, right? So I, I came up with this fake name. I don't know if I told you this before. Called Jimmy Winfrey. Right. Is this, like, a, all right, so, this is a stage name. No, no, no. This is just an idea I had in my head, right? Okay. So I'm Ruben. Yeah. But um, in terms of my talents and what I want to do, I'd say I'm this guy called Jimmy Rin- Winfrey. And he was like, <laughs> like, the name itself is a joke. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. So I said, on one side, I'm Jimmy Fallon. Right, so on one side, I feel I'm a talk show host, um, an MC, uh, a comedian that kind of delves in music. That's what Jimmy Fallon does. Right. And on the other side, I'm Oprah Winfrey, which is literally long form conversations about the progression of humanity. And I'm literally split down the middle. On one side, I'm this mad artist that just wants to entertain and do mad stuff and express myself. And on the other side, um, I'd like to help people 
in some sort of way, understand himself better and just just progress humanity. And I think both sides have been clashing for a long time or I'd be this person for a little while, then I'll jump ship and I'll be the other person. And I've always tried to nail one or the other, but I've realized that that is me and I'm split in, in the middle. And so what I'm doing now is literally being this Jimmy Winfrey guy where, so where I was an entertainer, I'm now saying I'm an edutainer. Okay. So I'm split in the middle of entertainment and education. I'm an edutainer. So okay. that's kind of the stuff that I'm doing now. So uh, define then what is an edutainer? Yeah, so so what I'd say an edutainer is someone that is, uh, I would say I've got funny bones, so I come from an entertainment background, mm-hmm. but I'm using those skills um, to create uh, experiences or products that is both entertaining, but at the same time there's a lot of takeout value that someone can use to, to better themselves. Okay. If that makes sense. So what sort of, uh, events have you been hosting and, mm. and kind of what, what's the audience what's the vibe at those type of things yeah so, so the new project the new project is and I don't know if you've ever felt this right like mm. any project I've ever done has literally been what I was passionate about at the time so whether it's music whether it's podcasting whether it's stand up comedy whatever I was passionate about at the time and that just took all of me I've just put all of my eggs in that basket and just hammered it mm-hmm. so I've come up with my latest project which has been really good for me actually bro it's called Dream Rehab have you seen it or heard much about it? I've heard about it through your social media. Right. But I don't know too much about it. Right. So I came up with Dream Rehab during therapy. Yeah. I was unpacking what I was doing. But in a nutshell, Dream Rehab is currently a workshop that brings people together to share their challenges, have open conversations about being human, mm-hmm. share those challenges, which allows everyone in the room to connect. And once we've done that, then we explore practical ways to achieve the goals or dreams that you're after. Okay. That's what Dream Rehab is. And I facilitate it and I've designed like the branding and um, hosting it. It's, it's just me hosting it in my own way and delivering it in the way that I want to deliver it. So I can really just like approach this and do everything I want to do creatively and make this thing. This is your baby. It's my latest baby, yeah. Okay. And from that, I've been getting gigs that are around that energy. Like, right. we, we want this guy to host this gig because he's number one entertaining and keep the audience captivated, but at the same time, he kind of understands these concepts that can help the audience. Yeah, okay. So you've got a niche. You've got a nice little niche. I think I have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm chipping away at it, man. So just to um, take a few steps back, as you're talking about, you discovered that you came up with this idea in therapy. Mm. Why did you go to therapy in the first place? Was it, was it because Jeez. you wanted to untangle the career side of stuff? Yeah, man. Yeah. Like... We've had this conversation and do you podcast. It's like both you and I, I believe we're polymaths or multipotentialites. I don't know if you've heard that term. I haven't heard the multipotentialites. I haven't heard that term. Multipotentiality. There's a dope TED talk on it, bruv. Okay. So what it says is some people... put this near you. Yeah, sorry. Let me me move forward. Some people don't have one true calling. Okay. Some people are able to, like innately, have have the ability to learn things very quickly, understand those things very quickly mm-hmm. and actually become fairly good at those things. I definitely think you're one of them. Um, and I'd put myself into that category as well. Um, and that can be problematic because the world at large at the moment or society or culture seems to be celebrating specialists. They say, look, what do you do? You're a doctor. Okay, that's what you do. Mm. Or you do, you're a comedian. That's what you do. But that's sort of putting people in boxes. It's more of a UK thing rather than US thing. Where in the US, there seems to be more sort of a, an acceptance in terms of uh, well, a combination of diversity, but mm. people doing different things. I mean, yeah. like 
you know, a prime example, if you're talking about the entertainment industry, is Donald Glover. You Mate, know, he's a total polymath. Don. He's a bad man. He is a Don. Yeah, 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 he's <laughs> a fucking G. No, but you look so at that. Look no, at his career, you look yeah. at that. You look at his career without saying the same thing. It's like, that's the pinnacle, right? That's the yeah. pinnacle. Like, the guy can go from doing stand-up comedy to, to his alter egos, Childish Gambino, to writing and creating the most incredible comedy drama you know i guess it's a comedy drama as opposed mm. to an out and out sitcom and mm. do them all incredibly well mm. and yet and also have the freedom no restrictions where he's able to jump between doing them but going back to it he had to have success in one field yeah. in order to get to the other I agree. and you know we were talking about this before it's like you feel like um you sort of create this thing whether it's a podcast etc and sometimes you wonder whether you stop it too soon just before it might take off right? i always do bro. right the moment before I orgasm, I pull out and leave. <laughs> and is this was this a topic of conversation during therapy? Yeah, is this like one of the things? Yeah, 100%. Okay. 100%. It was hard for me, Steve, because I was like, I'd reach a point where I'd go all in and I'd do this thing with maximum vigor and passion. Yeah. And then I'd really, You're a passionate I'd, guy. You know, I am. Yeah. I really am. Yeah, right? I know, I know. I'm sitting in here in yellow, like, I'm out here expressing myself, <laughs> bro. But I'd squeeze the juice out of something. Yeah. And I'm just don't want to do it anymore right or i just don't know how to grow it or how to move it or how to get past this glass ceiling or push past this plateau so, so what so what made you come to that realization that you actually you need something needs to change something needs to shift and what made you then make that decision it's like okay i'm gonna go to therapy yeah man like i've had loads of break little breakdowns okay during my hustle yeah um gone flat out burnt out hit a wall hit a couple of walls man yeah. and because I don't know how to get past them I, I don't know if I panic or I get upset or I just I'm just I'm just lost and that pattern kept happening and then before therapy that was the for me that was the last breakdown for me where I was like that knocked me for six that's like the Akuma finishing 100 hit uppercut move that just knocked me out and I was like I can't just get up again and go harder. And continue. Yeah, because that's all I was doing. I'd get yeah. knocked down, and I'd be, and I'd watch other people, and I'd be inspired, and I'm like, Ruben, stop being a pussy. It's this whole masculine narrative that was playing in the back of my mind. Get up, go harder. Get up, go harder. Mm-hmm. But then I'd get up, go harder, and just hit a wall even harder. Right. Yeah. And like things just needed to to stop, and I needed to understand what I was doing or what I now needed to do. Okay. And in therapy, we talked about it. Um, and part of being an artist is kind of living in your own head. Yeah. And so we talked about this idea of me being Peter Pan. Right. It's like, okay, in Peter Pan's world, Peter Pan's in his world doing whatever he wants to do and it's just expression, love and fun. But at the same time, this youth's still getting older. And outside of the ne- fucking Neverland is the real world. And a real world celebrates specialists and a mm-hmm. real world needs systems in order for you to progress past a certain point and earn money. And I was ignoring that for ages. I was just like, I'm an artist. Fuck all of that. Yeah, we do my thing. Yeah, just yeah. do my thing. Um, and I just... Earning money was really hard. So in therapy, I was we were talking about that for ages. And I realized, you know what? As much as I am a creative and an artist at heart, I need to put on the brakes sometimes. And mm. I need to understand how I can use my skill set in a world that values it in order for me to get paid and avoid these breakdowns and stress. Yeah. And if both can harmonize, if the artistry and expression can harmonize with something that the current world at the moment values for money... I'd be in a better place. Yeah, that's and, it's funny you say. I I literally did a 
had a podcast uh, chat last week with a guy called you know Josh Wilson. He runs a is really great guy actually. You guys should meet. Yeah. Um, he is he's the founder of Wilson Worldwide, a TV production company. Right. And he's he's also got a charity, Genesis, and the idea behind the charity is working with sort of like youths and uh, well, I guess people from deprived area, etc., and helping them find a skill set that they can monetize. Exactly that. Bro. And his whole thing is is like find your thing. And work out how to monetize it, and exactly. then everything else will fall into exactly place. Exactly that. And it's a very simplistic approach. There's nothing, there's not a spiritual aspect to it. There's nothing sort of airy fairy. It's very actually, it's very practical. But doing that, obviously, as we know, is is easier said than done. Yeah. Figuring that out, right? Yeah. So how? Did, so this was sort of over a period of a couple of years. You yeah. had, you did this ride therapy, and then slowly but surely, you saw the wood beneath between the trees. Yeah, you could say that. Um, but even before therapy, I've always been... Um, I'm a massive note taker. Okay. And so I've been literally writing notes to myself or capturing ideas about myself mm-hmm. for years in an Evernote folder called me. You introduced me to Evernote. Bro. I love that. Honestly, it's such a sick... Like, they so should good. pay me for some PR because I, I rep for those guys. Bro. Yeah. So there's a folder called me and in that folder is just different notes. One might say um, things that bring me alive things that bring me joy, my most peak experiences of my life, my most depressing moments. And I'd just, every single time I'd get an idea around one of these topics, I'd literally dash it into one of those folders. And over a massive period of time, I was able to see certain patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, And this idea of doing workshops has come up for a long time. And this idea of being this Jimmy Winfrey guy that floats in between entertainment and education has been there for a long time. But I just haven't, I just wasn't action in it. Right. And therapy was like the final straw, man. I was like, yeah, this has been on my mind for ages. Nothing else seems to be working out. I'm good at what I do as a host. It's not much of a British thing to actually big ourselves up, but I honestly believe I'm good, right? As a host, right? Yeah. But it's like I was getting better and getting more experience, but I still weren't getting opportunities over here. Right. And after a little while, no matter how much you believe in yourself, it would be audacious to think... The problem isn't with you. Sure. Does that make sense? Totally, yeah. And so, and, and when that narrative started playing, the confidence started to go down and, and the, the lack of belief in self started to go down, which I've never felt before. And I just didn't know where to turn, man. I thought I was good. I was fairly confident, but things weren't working out for so long. It's yeah. not about just getting up. I need some answers, man. I need the reality check, maybe. Yeah. So now that you have had this, I guess, realisation... Mm. And you're focusing on this specific area. How's that had a knock-on effect in terms of your overall sense of well-being? Well-being. Good fucking question, bro. Because I don't think we talk about that enough as artists, especially in entertainment. I don't know if it's stigmatised or whatnot, but I think overall I'm a lot more balanced. Okay. I, I think overall I'm a lot calmer, which is just helpful. It's like in the mornings I've got mindful mindfulness practices. Great. We talked about this in our podcast before. So what's your morning routine? Good shout. I've got it right here. And what's this morning, like, I, so I want to know everything from... Right. Actually, I want to... Let's roll back a little bit. I want to know yeah. what time you, you go to sleep most nights. Right. How many hours sleep you try and get a night. Right. And then what time you wake up and then and then your, your morning routine if you have a regular one. Yeah, I do. I've literally got everything on a note on my phone and I tick it off. Okay, great. Every morning you tick it off? I, I try to. But okay. it's hard, right? Yeah. So, and um, also, and then I also am interested to know, you know, what role your phone plays. Uh, partner. Do you have your phone in the same room when you go to sleep? Do you have it in another room? Good question. What do you use? Do you have a separate alarm? Is it on your phone? 
I have such a love-hate relationship with my phone. Tell me we'll about get it. Into that, yeah. Okay. Like, the other day I threw it because it deserved to be thrown. It does. Because it was just going on like a dickhead. It deserved dickhead. to be destroyed. Dickhead. So going back to um, the morning routine. Yeah. So actually going back to what time do I go to sleep? I attempt to get into bed if I'm not gigging at about 11. And when you I, say gigging, stand-up gigs we talking? If I'm not hosting, hosting. an event. Okay. If I'm not doing an event. Yeah. So I haven't done stand-up for ages. Okay. So the last three days, like last night I was on a panel. Yeah. Uh, talking about how to keep going mm-hmm. for, creative, for, for creative people. The night before that, I was hosting an event called Debut, um, which was about youngsters getting into employment for the first time. Okay. So I'm hosting and I'm facilitating and I'm invigilating a debate between employers and uh, graduates and students. Okay. Right. So that's the kind of space I've been operating in. Yeah. Um, and then Tuesday, just before that, I hosted so I can't remember what it is. So on those nights, you're going to bed what time? Well, I'll get home, let's say, about 9 or 10, try to get into bed at 11. Yeah. But it's hard for my brain to shut off. Okay. And like, you're scrolling on your phone when you're in bed? Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. I shouldn't. I know about the white the white screen. Yeah. And I know about the problem-solving mind still on at night. Yeah. Like, I know about that, but I find it hard. It's just mind-numbing, isn't it? It's, it's just hard. something to, like, just... Almost like you don't want your brain to do anything you're just basically just like mind numbing you're just scrolling through mm. but it's doing nothing for no you. but no for me you know what? i never get the mind numbing thing right so when i'm scrolling through i'm being yeah. inspired non-stop and what's oh ha- fine what's so it's a positive is, thing for no, you but though. that's not even positive though like you think you're getting inspired in what way by other people's right, feeds right by other people's feeds right. and my mind's always making connections about what i can do to move something forward and okay. to be honest i just want that to stop because yeah. that's me to an extent living in the future Okay. I just want to turn you want to be all present. Of that. Yeah, I want to be present, man. Okay. So last night I got in after the gig. I said, okay, I've done work for the day. I've created value for the world. Mm-hmm. Like the panel show was good. Let me just watch something on Netflix. And I watched that Motley Crue doc. Do you find that hard to like, to just, to give yourself that time to like, let me just, let me just treat myself and watch something and just yeah, chill. Yeah, don't you? So for no, for no, for no agenda or anything like that, it's purely for the enjoyment factor of entertaining yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I find it really hard. It's hard, isn't it? I find it really tough. I think we find it tough because we've, it's our own fucking fault. It's like we've conditioned our brain over years to always be wanting to grow. Yeah. Or move something forward. To grow and be on the go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. But what are we on the go for all the time? Like, if we're always on the fucking train, how can we ever stop and have a look around and enjoy what's... That and also... station. Yeah, totally. But in the moments of real inspiration... You know, and these realizations, like for instance, the one that you had, you know, that led you to therapy. A lot of the time, those come when you're in those moments of nothingness. Yeah. You know, when your brain is just sort of like, because the subconscious is really what's ultimately doing the work that ends up being creative. And so, if you're constantly in go mode, mm. you're not giving your brain a chance or your mind a chance to yeah. just let it do its own thing. Hundred percent. I spend a lot more time in just thought. Yeah. And it's funny enough. It's You've got cool. to train yourself to do that. Exactly. That's a practice, man. And yeah. that takes, like, that's incremental stages. Isn't it? Mm, totally. But that's funny enough where I actually do my best work unconsciously. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, cool. The idea's formed. Let me just action that. Yeah. But yeah, going back to my routine. Morning routine. Yeah, Morning routine. So I've done a fair bit of research on this. So I listened to, I mean, loads of podcasts and Tim Ferriss has got some great insights on it and just some other people. First thing I attempt to do is pray for others. Now, I used to and be religious. Sorry, what time will you get up? What time do you try and get up every morning? My body gets up at 8 a.m. Okay. My body leaves the bed at after about 9.30. Okay. I try not to masturbate, but it, sometimes the energy just 
It's just flowing in my balls. Man. Whatever your ritual is, man. Whatever yeah, works but, but, for you. But, I mean, coming isn't part of my ritual. Right. But sometimes... So, well, hold on, you just do it until you get to the point. It's almost like you're... Uh, there's some kind of you're punishing yourself no no I, I let it out bro oh, okay. it right, sucks right, right. do you not find that <laughs> do you not find that you're just then tired you start your day like a little bit tired and lacking of energy or it's just a thing for you where you just need to get it out of your system no sometimes so when I, when I am in that when I let off sexual energy I actually get it out right and okay. so I'm like okay cool now I can just it's probably not great advice but I don't know the science behind it yeah so the first thing I'll attempt to do is pray for other people. Okay. I'm not religious. Yeah. I'm Catholic, not practicing. When I say pray, it's literally just give good vibes out to the universe or to the creator. I just say, look, wishing love to friends and family. Hope them not are cool. Mm-hmm. Blessings come into their life. I try to do that regularly. Then actually make the bed. Get out and make the bed. Mm-hmm. Learned that from a Tim Ferriss podcast with some old like army sergeant. Like mm-hmm. That's the first accomplishment of the day. And you actually kind of get this feeling that Okay, You've done something. I've done something. Yeah. Drop to the floor, do about 20 push-ups, mm-hmm. just to like kickstart my actual body. Yeah. Downstairs, protein shake and vitamins. What vitamins are you taking? Uh, so at the moment, I've got cod liver oil, some male-based multivitamin and D3 because we live in London. Do you think that stuff works? Mate, I don't know, but I'm not trying to stop it right. because it's for my energy and my skin. It's it's been fine. Yeah, I mean, so pro- how do you test that though, bro? Do you know what? I think a lot of it's the placebo effect. If it, if, might if, be. if it makes you, if you, if you feel good for taking it, then that's enough, right? Yeah. You pop the pill and you, and psychologically, you're like, yeah, that's done good for me. Then yeah. who cares? Yeah, who, yeah, exactly. Who cares? That life is perspective, yeah. right? Look, it might be fucking up your kidneys, but as long as you feel good, that's <laughs> yeah, what matters. it's true, it's true. Okay, so you so do I that. I answer that. So, so I do that, and I want to add some greens to it. Because I used okay. to have these smoothies in the morning. Yeah. Like veg and uh, fruit mix, but I've just been lazy. Okay. Like, I understand, if I don't get this thing into the routine of the morning, it's not happening. It's not happening, yeah. So I have to keep bumping myself. Like uh-huh. I've learned to bump myself. Yeah. Attempt to meditate, if I can. Try and do 10 minutes. It used yeah. to be guided with the Calm app. Couldn't afford the subscription after a year because it was a gift. Right. Didn't want to pay for it after that. So now I try and do it in my own time. Just put noise cancelling headphones on and just focus on breath. Okay. Don't and how does that make you feel? Does that well, have, does that have a positive you know effect what, on you? Yeah, no. When I do it, yeah. it's dope. Like When I do it and I finish it, and mm. I'm, let's say I get a good at least 1 minute 30 seconds out of that 10 minutes of good meditation. Well, you're just in the zone. Yeah, yeah, I'm just there. I'm present. And your mind's quiet. I'm not worried. I'm not anxious. There's no projection of the future or the past. And when yeah. I get out, I can really clearly list down the things I want to do for the day and really slowly just chip away at them. And yeah. I just feel, I feel connected and I feel like in the zone. Yeah. Then there's gratitude journal. That's literally a five minute journal. And then morning pages. The gratitude journal is where you're thankful, you're, you're sort of giving gratitude for anything in your life. Could be anything or anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the, okay. the five-minute journal actually is an app or a book. Okay. And it's literally three things you're grateful for. Yeah. Uh, three things that you'd like to happen. Three things that you're going to make happen today. Yeah. And then some affirmation. And I've got the same affirmation going on all the time. Do you want to um, say, can you say what it is? Or would you rather not? Yeah, no, I can. Um, Sorry, I can't, come back I can't, to it. Yeah, I can't recall it. I can't yeah. recall it. Um, so the, the things that you I say... I should be able to recall it, though. It's all good. Um, I know, the, I think I do know what it is. Yeah? Do you want it? You go on. I am fit, vibrant and healthy, full of calm inner confidence. I'm living an expressive yet balanced life. 
I'm earning at least 70K a year doing international work that provides value for others. I have an in- see, I'm single at the moment, right? But there's mm. this bit about having an intimate relationship with someone I either in love with or at least feel a connection to. Yep. I'm showing love and supporting friends and family and I'm making and performing music. Okay. It's funny how that music thing's been at the end for yeah. so long. And funnily enough, like I've been doing this affirmation and the things at the top have started to fucking happen. come to fruition. Yeah? yeah, yeah. And I'm slowly working down towards the music thing. Okay. So is that affirmation, are you saying that all in one go? Yeah. So it's supposed to be a line, but okay. I've got more and more specific with it over time. Okay. And I've been chipping away at it until it's this paragraph. Yeah. That is just being smashed into my head every fucking day. Okay. Whether it's a placebo or not, again, I don't know. But what I do know, I feel good for it. And what I do know is things are actually happening. Yeah. When I stop to pause and look, things are happening for well, me. That, that sort of um, creative visualization, I mean, I've just read this book, Creative Visualization, you know, this idea of different types of visualizations and uh, affirmations. There's a powerful thing. You know, it's been floating around for ages. You know, you've got that book, The Secret, you know, about The Secret. Yeah, that, and all that pissed kind of... me off a little bit, though. Okay, why does it piss you off? I think if people are giving out advice that is really ethereal mm. after a little while, it can only be so helpful. Yeah. Like, here's a fucking secret. Do some work. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know no, it's all, it's all very well and good, like, yeah. having your uh, visualizations and affirmations, but if you're not following up with any action... Exactly. What's the point? Totally. Exactly. There's so much demands on the universe. The universe is oversubscribed. Like, give the universe a break. <laughs> Make a plan and do something. Yeah, the universe is oversubscribed. Need to do like a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, seriously, a that's that. a I like that. That's very true. But I do think there's definitely something to be said for that. The affirmation stuff. Like I, I'd always read about it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it sounds like a good concept, but I never really applied it. And I'm just only now I'm just sort of doing doing that sort mm. of stuff. All these things are like you know experimenting on you, just seeing what works for you. Because there's so the thing is, there's a whole market out there of people pushing stuff. You right, know, right. my morning, Sending my miracle home. morning, and all this, and, and loads of them are really good. You've just got to, you decide what's good for you. Because ultimately, you know, there's also you know something to be said for being completely overwhelmed by all these different Mate, things. Exactly. And it's Where like you, you feel start? like it makes you feel bad for not doing them. Exactly. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not doing this. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm terrible. I should be doing this. And no wonder yeah. nothing's going on in my life because I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it's just, you've got to start slowly and then just figure out what works for you because yeah. not every aspect is going to be right for each exactly. individual, is it? Yeah. And, and like, where do you, like, where do you start? Like, who shall I listen to? What's the routine? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's been hard. So for me, I've got a list of, I've got li- a list of, I don't know if I call them mentors or authors, and these are the own, these are people that are extremely good, in my opinion, at what they do. Okay. So if I ever wanted advice on this thing, I'm just These going guys. straight to that source. So who are, your, who are your go-to guys? All right, mate, I've got a list for everything. I'm going to finish off the uh, morning routine because it's not that. Yes, all right, fine. Right, so yeah. after morning, so then it's morning pages. Do you write morning pages? I do it when I get up early enough, but yeah. I don't do it at the moment. Yeah. So you do three pages of A4? I done them this morning as well. Are you writing sort of like more diarized stuff? Like this is how I'm feeling at the moment, or is it sort of like it's just a flow of consciousness, bruv? Really, it's and sort of anything old, will come. Any crap, okay. Get it out of my head, trap it onto the paper because I okay. wake up and my mind's like, "Whoa, what am I doing?" And I just yeah. get all of that out, and it okay. just feels good, like I'm vomiting. Then after that, two blog posts I read. One, Seth, one is Seth Goodins, yeah, Seth's blog. That's a really small thing. And then a book of life, which is School of Life's Mother Brain. Okay. So I read an article from those guys, which is about emotional intelligence and psychology and, and well-being. And to me, that's where I get the most truth. Like Seth gives me the truth about being 
an honest artist in the industry and the book of life just says keep going in and just know who you are and be cool with that okay and that's just been helpful for me so that's morning routine done then by that point it's 4pm you go back to sleep yeah, yeah then you start wanking again <laughs> yeah <laughs> how long does that uh, routine last then? Um, morning page is the longest so that's probably about 20 but overall that might be about 40 minutes 40 minutes okay it's not too bad it's not thing. too bad yeah. and I, I try to keep it up but it's it's, yeah. it's quite hard um, you wanted the authors is that, yeah. is that right yeah just be interested to know what, what your go to guys or books yeah uh, let's have a look it's so good to be um, interviewed as opposed to doing the interviewing. Choosing that's my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you enjoy it? Yeah, because it's less thinking for me. All I'm yeah. doing now is reacting. Yeah. So I, 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 can't pre- I can't prep in regard to being myself. All I can do is turn you up. You just turn up, yeah. Yeah, it's like being on a panel. I love it. Yeah. And if you're paying me, please. Yeah, totally. <laughs> please. Um, so yeah, these are role models and authors. Emotional health, full stop, school of life. Okay. Motivation, as much as I hate the word, but this is the only guy that I actually listen to and he actually works. Anthony Robbins. Yeah. Relationships. Have you been on any of the Anthony Robbins courses? No, I haven't turned up now. I can't afford them at the moment. Yeah, very expensive. Would you go if you could afford it? Something you'd do? Yeah, just to say that I've done it. You've done it, Um, right. But if I've got money to spend on that, then yeah, I would. You're doing it, yeah. Uh, Relationships, especially in this day and age. Esther Perel. Esther Perel's the one. Without a fucking shadow of a doubt. Have you read the book Mating in Captivity? Yes, yeah, so no, I haven't read Mating in Captivity. I'm currently reading. Um, I've stopped actually. Um, the State of Affairs, the okay. latest one, which all is right, all about infidelity. Okay. Finances, Rob Moore. Okay. I don't know much about finances, but so what's this? Just sort of like about how to save your money, how to invest. Yeah, and so all this that. guy, so this guy, the billionaire Rob, mindset. Yeah, no, no, it's not even that American the cheesy, right? This okay. Rob Moore guy is, um, he's a British guy, he's a Cockney guy, so he's quite relatable. Okay, he's like a no nonsense, fuck it, this is the truth about it all. Right. He used to be an artist, like he used to do paintings, I think sculptures, I think sculptures, but art was his thing, but okay. it just didn't work. Didn't work out. So then he got into finance and he became an investor, and now he's just a multi-millionaire and he's got an audio book and then he goes around the world doing these talks right but it was real some real talk stuff and i was okay. just listening to his audiobook and finally learning about money i've never needed to learn about money because i've never had no fucking money as an artist yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah but i feel money dripping in slowly i probably need to know what i'm doing with it sure um stoicism as in philosophy all fucking day long Seneca and Marcus Aurelius yeah you got that from Tim Ferriss Jesus yeah so Seneca was Tim Ferriss Marcus yeah. Aurelius was reading around philosophy in general okay. and he kept popping up with conversations I'm having with so what is it you like about that philosophy the world is volatile mm-hmm. and it's ever changing and you can have plans and they can go tits up and if you put all your emotional investment in the outcome of your plan and the world's like no it's chaos out here you're gonna. It's gonna be a horrible life, where stoicism kind of, I think, keeps you grounded and able to take those bullets from the world and just really slowly but surely keep chipping away in your direction without getting too emotionally wavy. Yeah. Because I'm emotionally wavy, and I'm like, I need. To I like what I'm saying. You get me. Yeah. yeah. New thing. New new track. Emotionally wavy. Emotionally wavy. Wavy. <laughs> go on. Where we go with it? Dripping it with gravy. <laughs> When I'm, you know, I, do you know what? Just save me from your reps. Is don't worry about it. Yeah, no, say yeah. It's, yeah, swiftly moving on. Moving on. Vulnerability. Yeah. Brené Brown. Dream chasing. Barbershire. Life hacking. Tim Ferriss. Spirituality. Wayne Dyer. Existentialism. Jean-Paul Sartre. Okay. Victor E. Frankel. Oh, I'm getting French now. Manson. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. I'm trying to be sexy, man. Victor E. Frankel. Manson. Man's meaning. meaning. Yeah. 
an art Stephen Pressfield War of Art okay. or Jeff Goins Realize Don't Starve okay and nutrition and health and fitness are empty at the moment I don't I haven't found a good enough role model yet okay I've got I've got the one for you sick who's it I'm feeling uh, it's uh, Rich Roll uh, so who's that nutrition got, health got, and fitness or all no Rich Roll's he's, he's, he's a game changer so Rich Roll used to be this alcoholic he's American he used to be this alcoholic he was a former sort of competitive swimmer and then he became an alcoholic and after like swimming during while he was training etc this is what in his college years and sort of sabotaged the whole you know that whole thing derailed it and then became a lawyer and um, he got over the alcoholism but he sort of wasn't looking after himself and I think he reached the age of 40 and uh, he came it was like close, he was sort of had you know pains in his chest and uh, we went to the doctors like look if you don't change your lifestyle you're going to die from a heart attack he went vegan. I mean, it helped his wife as sort of like this spiritual sort of yogic type person so she could point him in the right direction of sort of dietitian, you know, diets, etc. And anyway, he got into ultra running and oh, he became sorry. at the age of like 40 something, like one of uh, men's health named him like the top 30 uh, fittest men in the world. Mm. And then off the back of that, he's got this whole lifestyle brand. He's got this podcast. You should check out his podcast. His book is called Running Ultra. So... It's just fascinating to see, you know, how he changed his life, you know, the mindset so that goes and behind it. Post 40 as well. Post 40, which is the great thing about it. It's not like yeah. someone, it just goes to show, you know, you can do it at any time. Right. Off the back of his success through his, you know, athletic endeavours, he then set up this, I guess it is like a media empire with his podcast and uh, he's got some more books. They've got like food recipes, him and his wife. And um, and the the podcasts are fantastic. And it's, I guess it's slightly alternative in terms of like, it's this plant power based diet. And the book is just quite inspirational. If you want a challenge or if you're thinking like, how can I shake things up in terms of, you know, sports, fitness, etc., then it's definitely worth a read. Perfect. Hello, sorry to interrupt in the middle of this insightful conversation, which I'm enjoying, I'm sure, just as much as you are. But I need to give you guys a little reminder. Uh, if you like this conversation, this episode, if you like balancing acts in general, then please do subscribe to us, rate and review us because it makes the world of difference. And the more reviews we get, the more rates we get, the more people can discover the podcast and we can make it go viral, whatever that means. OK, back to the chat. What would you say the main takeout is? Just eat raw plants. For Drink me, water. that was that definitely was the th- the first. I think it was a combination because you know I, I got into Buddhism you know about four years ago. Or so that was the first thing that made me start questioning uh, my sort of diet and eat, you know, being a meat eater. But then reading that and the health side things, I've always been into fitness, etc. Yeah. And you know, there's evidence there that actually going on this diet could improve your stamina and fitness and all-round health. So I'd be stupid not to look into this a bit further. And then um, off the back of doing that, I started to get into, you know, uh, some of these sort of like obstacle you know, running courses. The obstacle runs like, you know, I did, I did Survival of the Fittest and then I did, you know, Tough Mudder. But then it's like, okay, and I need to push this further. So yeah. now I've got this year, I'm doing my first half Ironman and then Good the idea that, is man. thank you man the idea is off the back of that doing the Ironman full Ironman next year yeah that for me is a, a long answer of saying yeah that's that would be a great book to to, yeah. to read if you want to sort of you know get some knowledge in the in the health and fitness side of things also I don't know if you follow you know David Goggins 
Bruv, David Goggins makes me laugh so much. Because of what his character said. Have you read his book? No, I haven't read his book, but I saw... So I followed him on the gram and I watched his... Um, you want to fucking... Yeah, impact you wanna, you want to fucking be a winner? <laughs> but he's, he's the real deal, you know that. I mean, he yeah, is no, raw. The, he, he, he is he, raw. He is raw, but you know what, bro? After I've been learning so much about human psychology and yeah. where our drive comes from, some of the, the advice he's given out, which is that whole American... Punish yourself. Resting. Fucking keep fucking going. Yeah. Keep fucking going. I'm like, no. No, David. Calm down, bro. Yeah. A little bit. Do you know what I mean? There's I think, you know, with all these things, Mm. you can take aspects of it and and apply it to yourself and and some things you can take with a pinch of salt. Again, like, you know, with all these I guess self help stuff, right? Whatever Mm. the subject matter is, there's things that are gonna work for you and there's things aren't. I'll give you an example. In his book he talks about this state of psychology called taking souls. I saw uh, do you his know video, about that? Right? Yeah, when he talked about boxing. It, Once you take it, their soul, you've won the game. You've won the guy. Sort of like uh, you know, if, when he's on his ultra runs, if he sort of sees someone ahead of him who's sort of ahead of him and for the majority of the race, and, and he'd be like, right, all I need to do is get ahead of this guy. You know, latter stage of the race when he's starting to sort of you know lower physically or you know have reduced energy, then I've taken his soul psychologically. So like, I can't come back from that. That's what resonated with me. And so I did this, you know, very like small, like minor example. But when I started doing this uh, training with the London Triathlon Club recently, Mm. you know, you go there, you do like an hour's swimming drills, you've got a trainer and then you do an hour's running drills. And uh, these guys, a lot of these guys are, they've been doing athletics, etc. They, they, you know, they're like, what's your, what's your, what's your cue best? What's your qualifying best? And all this, I don't know what I'm doing here. I haven't, I've never, I've never timed myself. I've never trained myself like in a proper structured way. And that's all I, all I realized from doing some of these men's health and uh, survival of the fittest and all these kind of things is that I've got stamina. Right. And it's like, I need to tap into this further. I've got this energy. Right. I need to see how far I can push this. Right. So going on these running drills, there's like three or four people in front of me. And we did, I think, like 15 laps. And like on, it was coming up the last three laps. And I was like, right, for the last three laps, my aim is to take, take each some, of their souls. Just yam souls. Yeah. So the next, <laughs> next lap, overtook yeah. one of them. Following lap, the next one. And then by the final lap, I'd, I'd like, you know, I'd gone past all three of them. Shit. And I definitely had that in my mind. I was just like, I'm going to take the soul. Once they see me go past them, they're going to give up. They're not going to be able to chase. They're not going to be following me. And I, I, some, it's something that I hadn't thought about before. And it just, wow. it worked in that instance. Right, you know? right, right. So, yeah. yeah, some other stuff might not be applicable. And you think, actually, no, that might be, that's actually quite dated. It doesn't apply to everyone. But then there's certain aspects you can take yeah. and just, I guess, just experiment with. Sounds dope. Here's, that sounds great like and I'm glad it works and I probably would be able to use that for some things in my life where this makes me feel uncomfortable is that like I've never been a massive fan of competition okay. so that's all competition based stuff like for, yeah in, and especially for artists as well mm. competition means comparison and sometimes comparison is in, in an artist's life comparison can be the death of originality Mm. if that makes sense so in a race if the aim is to win the race then yeah like put this into practice and go and eat souls all day spit them out and win that shit but, yeah um but i feel in if we're creating art if we're trying to compete and win 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 which america is about a lot me personally i can really lose being present i can re- I, I, 
that anxiety starts kicking in yep. um, and I'm future projecting mm-hmm. and I'm not able to just access parts of my mind by being present because I'm trying to win. And yep. like, yeah, I've, I've always had a problem with competition, man. So like, I, like even went back in the stand-up days, I hated doing stand-up competitions. Yeah. You can't judge me on, on my original stuff. Like now I'm trying to like tailor everything I'm doing to please the judges and it's like exams totally. back in the day we'd learn what we need to regurgitate it and now go out into the world and we don't have no clue about anything else mm. do you know what I mean so I've been suspicious of competition were you a sporty kid did you well, do I mean, lots like, of sports growing well, up? I, well I was really good at egg and spoon okay yeah and I used to win that but other Classic. than that bruv yeah I was no good and so maybe that I've got confirmation bias to an extent. So maybe I was like, yeah, I'll fuck the competition. It's not about a competition because I lose anyway. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, it's terrible. I, th- after, I think for me, well, I flipped it. I don't try and um, compete with others. So it's with, I, yourself. it's with myself, exactly that. So when I first started doing comedy, I was very much like, yeah. oh, that person is doing that, you know, or how did I not win that competition or blah, 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 blah. And that was just, you know, giving me psychological grief. 100%. Um, whereas now, I don't really think about all... Com- you know, it's more of a case if other people are doing well, I'm, I'm pleased for them. Mm. I tr- you know, I don't really think about that side of things. It's much more about just like, yeah, the competition is with myself. But then yeah. even with that, there's a balance because you don't want to push yourself too hard. Right. I saw a little clip a few weeks ago. I should make a bit more than a few weeks ago with uh, that act. You know, Wentworth Miller? Do you know him? He was in Prison Break. Old school box set from like well, as in the, the lead, the main. Yeah, guy. the lead, the, right, the, the right, really right. like smart dude. You right, know, right, right. Like you'd watching. Like, I've never seen Prison Break, but I know oh, not. Okay, so the character's like how you'd be if you were on Ritalin, basically. Right. Shit. So um, anyway, he was having this. I just I happened to see it. You know, you just see these things online, and he was talking about the internal dialogue we have with each other, or with ourselves. With sorry, ourselves, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, if a friend screws up. You're not going to turn around and go, you fucking idiot. Man. Exactly. What are you doing? So why would you do it to yourself? It's true. And that really like struck a chord with me. And so, you know, when I find myself, which I often do, find myself sort of saying, oh, you know, why did you, why did you do that? You idiot. Oh, I mean, I just stopped. Like, no, no, it's all cool. It's, it was all good kind of thing. Yes. So I guess applying that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that talk to when you're in competition with yourself yeah. is important to, to try to not be too hard on yourself. Yeah, it's true, man. It's, it's, it's hard because it's conditioned. So when, when your awareness grows, like you start having an awareness of your inner, inner dialogue. Once you've got that awareness, your old brain would still kick in automatically in yeah. certain moments, but your new awareness is able to catch it, exactly suspend that. judgment and just change the outcome yeah. very quickly. Yeah. But again, that comes with, with I think, wisdom and, and time and practice. Totally. Yeah. It's totally. a constant battle for me as well. Two days ago, I was angry with myself. I was like, you piece of shit. Yeah, and then I was like, "No, Ruben, don't call yourself a piece of shit. Be kind." I was like, "Fuck being kind, man." And then I actually went over over it, right? Because there are some times for me where I just need to stop procrastinating and just do this thing. Yeah, and so the negative talk would come in and kind of kick me up the arse. And sometimes I don't mind using it, but for the most part, if I'm like f- like flogging myself, I have to calm down. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. therapy, like my therapist said, I'm really really hard on myself. I got really high standards. So what made you decide to stop therapy? Was it like, you like, I've completed the game. Yeah. Free to go. Ding. Like Capcom. Yeah. After about six months in, I thought I was good. I thought I was ready to, to carry on. But Kevin was like, I think there's a little bit more work to do. Now, I went home and thought about it. I was like, well, you're getting 50 quid a pop. Right. 
I'm sure there is a fair bit of work for me to do, yeah. right? There's always that sense, no, I mean, isn't there? But yeah, there yeah. is that sense, right? But he was exceptional. And really? I'd still like, I want to go back sooner or later when I get the money. Yeah. So I know he wasn't doing that for the money. Like, I know this guy does a great job. Yeah. And then I kind of realised that it's his job to help me come to a certain conclusion myself, which means he's probably got foresight or he understands where I need to get to. And if he felt that I wasn't there yet, he would keep teasing these these questions out of me. So yeah. I was like, all right, cool, would stay in. So then 18 months, we reached a point, I was like, yeah, I think I'm good now. He goes, yeah, I, I think so as well. Like we've, we've got to the crux of what needed to be sorted out. And I think you understand yourself a lot better on what happened and those things will never happen again and roll out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, we talk about all these things that you do to improve yourself. So, you know, you try all these different things for your career. You go to the gym to improve your body. But like, obviously, why wouldn't you do what you can to improve your emotional state? You know, hey, I think why wouldn't you exactly. do that? That should be the first thing. Yeah. Because the quality of our life is the quality of our thoughts. You know, in terms of like this you know, idea of going to therapy, I mean, especially in the comedy world, it's... It's just a, it's a normalised thing. Um, but there's probably still a degree of like it being stigmatised to a certain degree. I feel like the conversations are a lot more open now. I mean, you know, in terms of mental health. But, the, you know, some people are probably more reluctant to share that they are seeking help. And I, I think it's great when they have like, especially like men who sometimes, you know, bottle up their emotions and that type of thing. Two men, two guys can just talk about this sort of thing. Yeah, mate, I think that's so needed, bro. Yeah honestly and in the comedy world as well like a lot of people can only express themselves through their alter ego or through their through their stage presence right yeah um but when they come off they're their, they're their old self and they're, and they're trapped and i think that's a sad way to live mm. understanding our driving forces behind why we do what we do so hard is so consoling liberating yeah. honestly it's, it's hard work but it's helpful man yeah so, all right, so we talked about all, like, you know, this self-improvement sort of stuff and um, how that's had a knock-on effect on your career. And I guess, you know, in terms of, like, talking about a sense of balance mm. in terms of creativity and mm. the rest of your life, how do you find approaching or fitting in the romantic side of things, relationships, yeah. into all this stuff? Because it can be so self-consuming like yeah. all consuming yeah that balancing you know your creative life or your creative career with relationships mm. it's not it's not easy is it it's not possible <laughs> <laughs> you think it's not possible yeah, no, I'm joking. But, no but like, I you, mean, you know what you think about you know couples who are both i don't know you get like comedian <sighs> couples or actor and actress couples there's like two sides to it, isn't it? It's one's like, well, you both can relate to each other and the lifestyle, the fact that it's so up and down and mm. you're going to be here one day and you're going to be in another country the next. That works. Mm. Whereas if you're with someone who might be, I don't know, a professional, like a, a lawyer or something, and, and you're this creative, there might be uh, something lost in translation. But then at the same time, two people with that sort of similar creative mindset there's obviously going to be clashes. I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess it's whatever's right for yeah. the individual. But that aside, how do you navigate mm. Yeah, that? man. Good question, bro. Um, I'm definitely not an authority to speak on this. However, I'll give you my two pence from my just my lived experience yeah. um, and from what I know. Going back to what you're saying, yes, two creative people, you would think they know each other well and they know the lifestyle. So there's similarity there. So there's basis for a good relationship. But then at the same time, on the other side of the coin there's like okay 
two people from totally two from two totally different worlds are able to intrigue each other and balance each other out. Yeah, that could work. What's the right answer? I don't fucking know. But going back to what Esther Perel's always saying is that nowadays there's no template, man, which is both liberating and so scary because there's no damn rules. Mm. And what she's saying is everything is a negotiation. Like love, lust, desire, everything's a constant negotiation. There's no rules, there's no template. You go into this thing, you feel it out, and you constantly have open communication about things. And that's literally the basis of a relationship. And you yeah. see how long you can run that for. But for me, it's been extremely hard. I, there was a point where I'd been in free relationships before I decided to become an entertainer. Yeah. Um, so I've been in love three times. And in those relationships, I had great times and I had dark times and they eventually ended mm. and I ended every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And then I reached the point, I was like, you know what? It's going to end in pain. And I always feel guilty for leaving because I've always kind of been the master of my own destiny and I'm not just sitting here pretending everything's okay because I can't lie to myself. And I don't want to put anyone through any more of that emotional turmoil. I don't do relationships. That was what happened in my unconscious mind. So I said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to put all my focus into my work. And I've done that for so long that I started identifying as my work. Mm -hmm. So there was Ruben, let's say, for example, Ruben Christian, the brand. Mm. There was Ruben Christian, the brand and no Ruben. It was just Ruben Christian. So everything I'd done was about being this guy. And I I closed myself off from any intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, I just didn't feel I'd had a connection with anyone to a level where I'd want to open up or I'd feel that we're there. Mm. So it's probably like... I just, it's so hard to answer the question. I just don't know. Man. You know what? Like I think when you're going through that period of like trying to figure out what's going on with your career and particularly when it's a creative endeavour, there's all these sort of like emotions going on because essentially that is inherently linked with trying to figure out who you are as a person, right? Mm. That, you know, we're talking to you now, it feels like you've got to this point where you seem quite sure of the direction that you're going in. and um, A little bit surer. Yeah, a little bit Not surer. totally. You know, you seem like quite content with this sort of, you know, edutainment uh, niche. And who's, there's, who's to say you're not going to do other stuff? Obviously, you are going to do other stuff. That's part of your personality. But, you know, having taken the time to do the therapy and just figure out all this internal stuff mm. probably puts you in a place now where you're much more you're probably more ready to to meet someone because you've figured out all this this shit and you're probably slightly more settled within your career and internally yeah you, you, you seem dubious yeah all right the reason why i do seem that way is because therapy taught me a lot about what i was doing romantically forward slash sexually like just in the intimate department right so like i said before we started rolling i identified as a polyamorous for let's say six plus years yeah right where i'd say like i can't lie to people to Mm -hmm. i I, i'm no good at it it's why i got into comedy it's just to speak the fucking truth yeah i'm shit at lying i've been taught not to do it from my just my dad's been a massive influence on me when it comes to like just truth and so I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to commit to anyone and stay in this in, in one thing because history has proved that I get bored and it, I, I won't be able to maintain it. I'm overly creative. I just want to go out and express myself and do this new stuff. So let me not lie about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for that, but I've got needs. And if you want to kick it with me in that way, 
where we, we see each other, see how it goes. If we end up sleeping together, we can, but we have honest conversations about it. Yeah, this seems a setup. This setup seems like it works for me. So I was living like that. Um, I wasn't all out, all over the place. Do you know what I mean? I had a few people, women that I was seeing, and we had these honest conversations. Really intelligent, really balanced women, right? Mm. That um, are kind of on the same wavelength as me. And so I was running that for a little while. Mm -hmm. And so that gave me intimate connection, physical uh, connection, as well as time to then just go out and not think about anything else and just smash my work. Mm. Uh, But when I was in therapy, we're unpacking it and we came across this idea that because I was so focused on my work, this setup was actually, I was preventing myself from being vulnerable in order to make a deeper connection and by doing that, I lost out on what you could gain from a close, loving relationship. And I wasn't aware of that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know I had problems with vulnerability because to me, being a comic is extremely vulnerable. Some of the mad shit I've done is me being extremely vulnerable. But yeah, that's being vulnerable. This is what I learned, right? That's me being vulnerable as an artist, but not being vulnerable intimately with my heart. And so I'm on the fence at the moment. Like, yeah, I do understand that a deeper connection would probably feel fulfilling, but I just can't go out there begging, looking for that. Like, we like how do you do that? Oh, excuse me, I want deep love. Would you, are you? Do you want a deep but love? That sounds like, more like. How does that work? But that sounds more like, you know, you're unsure, like how you're going to go and meet someone. That's not saying to me. It sounds like yeah, I'm you've open. discovered this thing. Yes. Yeah, so what? You feel like you're in a place now where you've like work this shit out yeah you've worked on yourself yeah so you're much more self-aware maybe not to repeat certain patterns yeah. or to you know to be vulnerable or whatever mm. and then the other aspect to it is like well how do you meet someone and you just you meet someone it just happens when it happens yeah, right exactly it happens when it happens it's like you, you, you doing the apps do you do those sort of stuff yeah, I mean I've tried yeah. them but they don't do much for me That's man I mean right. I'm a fairly sociable person yeah. and I meet people better then when do 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 that then yeah I'm doing so I'm doing I, I I do all of that right but what what's happened for me now and I don't know if you've ever felt this but my therapist said to me or some a girl said it to me she goes Ruben you don't you've never actually dated properly and I was like I was thinking about it and I was like that's true you know I've never really up until now gone out on a date with someone in order to see if I connect on a high level to have this fruitful relationship. I've gone out because I've been, let's say, sexually attracted to you. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm seeing if you're going to be down for that. Right. I've never done it. So now I'm trying to do it properly, right? Bro, I'm getting bored so quick. Like, I'm on, going on... On the dates, you mean? Yeah, like, so I'm going on the dates and I'm like, okay, yeah, we're cool, we're having this conversation, but after a little while... I don't think we're on the same level. Well, that's fine. And then it's, then it's not, then it's no, not okay, right, right? No, but is it though? Because... I'm also holding back on sex. So I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that, Ruben. Don't do that. Because you're not looking for that. You're looking for something more meaningful. And it's like the whole pendulum has swung. And I'm like, okay, where I was having a fair bit of physical activity, I'm really not having that much now. Right. And I'm a fairly sexually energised you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Which goes back to the Your morning routine. morning routine, doesn't it? Yeah. But, But I think if you met someone and you're just like... You just know when there's a vibe, there's a vibe, you know, and it just mm. sort of like, you just hit it off. Mm. You just know when that happens. I think but what if you can vibe with loads of people because that's your job? Then, yeah, but that's... What if, vibing really, with, what if you're really good at creating rapport with people and you can get on with near enough anyone at any time? Yeah, but you, you will like have, 
the emotional intelligence to know and navigate whether there's someone out of all that bunch that you think, oh yeah, this is someone I could really yeah, kick yeah. with and no, spend you're time right, with. You're right, you're right. I've felt that. I've just gone on a couple and I'm being like, okay, I can't see this. Yeah, that's, yeah. Fine. that's, that's what it is, isn't it? It's yeah. like you're interviewing each other, really. <laughs> that's all it ever is. You're it? interviewing each other on, on, on those type of things. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then, you know, Obviously, society drums it into us that the thing to do is to settle down, to, to eventually, you know, have a family. Because mm. there's no right or wrong. It's whatever is right for the individual. Exactly. You I know? don't think many people question stuff, bruv. Like, we're handed down so many narratives, most of them social constructs, including marriage. Yeah. And we go through life not questioning it because we don't want to step outside of the tribe. And what happens is what I found is so many people are trapped in these jails and that's the saddest, saddest, saddest thing. Like I speak to people that are married, but you might check out their gram or go to one of their like their dinner parties and you think, wow, they've, they've got, got it. They've yeah. got it locked. Yeah. Then you have a private conversation with the dude. He's out there fucking people in parties. <laughs> and the girls <laughs> That's out the extreme there. version, yeah. No, no, yeah. But it, no, bro. But I've, I've just met Many of yeah. them that have similar stories that they're all going out, they're playing outside of outside of their agreements, right? But, but then, no one's talking about it. Yeah, I mean, look on a on a more, um, I guess, moderate scale. It's even it's people you know who from the outset they you know look like they're a very happy couple, but you know behind closed doors they're arguing or whatever. But then you know bring it back to that Esther Perel thing. Any relationship takes work, you know, and Constantly. this is thing that I've that's taken me a long time to to understand that you know it's not they can't just like breeze through it and as soon as it gets difficult well that's it it's not right it doesn't work i think mm. there's so much that goes into it like why wouldn't you put the same effort that you put into other areas in your life into your relationship you know there's obviously there's a balance some relationships aren't going to work and it's about like trying to figure out whether to stay in that relationship or not but that's a whole another yeah, conversation yeah, this, is this, is, this is a different this is a yeah. series yeah we, we could go from one here <laughs> yeah yeah, like going back to we're talking about society and 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 social constructs, etc. I feel like if you're in a relationship and that makes you happy, then great. If you're not in a relationship and then that also makes you happy, then great. Yeah, each to their own. Yeah, and yeah. everyone's got their own yeah path. I agree. And where I am now is is working working out what it is I want to do. Yeah, like, and and where and where I should be to to feel balanced, fulfilled, and myself. Because I am currently judging the old me, which isn't helpful because the old me was still happy, balanced and honest with everyone. I wasn't doing anything wrong. But now I'm judging the old me saying mm-hmm. that's the wrong thing. Let me try this new thing. And it's feeling that something's missing. So I'm sure I'll get round to it. But that's just the current the current space that I'm in. At least you've got you've gone to that stage where you questioning yeah you question it and like even, you know, self examine yourself and and, th- and, you know, figured out that there was a pattern you're repeating that you felt might not necessarily be the best way forward for you and you're trying to figure out how to change that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I hate about myself? And I don't know if you ever... Well, I dislike about myself. I hate it's a strong word. Some of the ideals I have, mm. like just these romanticised ideals, like around career, around relationships. There's this picture that society and the media and culture has painted in our minds about the perfect career and a perfect relationship. And although we know that that doesn't exist because it's so deep in our psyche, it still pops up once in a while when you're guided towards it without knowing you are. Yeah, of course. So yeah, that's a challenge for me, man. But 
Yeah. I, I think like the more the more you focus and work on like the inner stuff. Hundred percent, man. The one hundred nugget. The less that you're chasing the outer stuff, and 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 those things obviously combined with hard work, etc., will happen in its own time. Fall in place. Some people are just really fortunate and they've just got it together from a young age. You know what I mean? Those people, or you know, they might. I don't know. They might be like spiritually inquisitive from a really young age. Perhaps their parents got them into it or whatever. Mm. I started meditating when I was like uh, eighteen because my mum was a yoga teacher. Wow. So I've always had that aspect to me, but I only really did start, to, you know, consistently uh, when I turned thirty. But I think it doesn't matter what what stage of your life you get you get into any of that sort of stuff. Once you do it, it's like it's open. You know, it's like looking down the rabbit hole, isn't it? Mm. It's like oh shit. I'll, how deep do I go type of thing because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, the matrix the, you know, the red pill and the blue pill there are what, difficulties what, what, that come with it because yeah. because like what we're talking about right now you suddenly become much more self-aware and there's part of you like yeah but I liked old Ruben I could just I could, you know I was doing my thing I had fun man I was enjoying yeah, myself exactly. whereas now you're questioning or you're, you're thinking oh no that you know uh, I know that there's something about that behaviour that wasn't quite right or maybe it wasn't giving me contentment yeah, but with a lot of analysis there comes a lot of Woody Allen shit that comes you know yeah. as in like the uh, neurotic side of Woody Allen not the other mm. supposed side of Woody Allen mm. um, and so that that in itself is a challenge but it's probably a good challenge it's probably better to have that challenge I don't know than so. not at all well because it's growth isn't it it's growth at the end of the day like if we measure life by moments spent in the moment mm. the older me spent more times in the moment whereas the newer me is can access the moment but spends a lot of time analyzing whether or not this thing is the right or the wrong thing to do right and so if someone never reaches that self-awareness or that self-actualization level they live in these they're pockets of bliss yeah, yeah and they're all adding up and then they die and so we could argue that shit yeah they but then they might reach their deathbed and they're like oh fuck what did I do yeah but then even then <laughs> if that's just the moment of sadness yeah. they've still had their happiness you know right? what yeah, maybe you're right I don't but know the answer you, no you're right but you have ultimately arrived at this point for a reason yeah. whatever the reason is I'm here you're that's here you've chosen to go down this path right right so now you're here what are you going to do you know you're not going to go back because you've can't. got this far you can't yeah so you there's obviously something what you know no right? there's something obviously compelling you to go down this path which you know hopefully eventually will get to you to a point where you're like yeah, yeah this is all worth it all right or can not. I stop you there or not let me stop you right there there's <laughs> never a point though is there bro yeah but that's the point of life you're constantly learning right if you're not learning you're dead yeah, if you're not progressing or growing, you're dead. Yeah. So there needs to be a North Star. But if we're not celebrating the journey, we're screwed. Yeah, but it sounds like you are. I am, I am. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like, oh, what's yeah, next? Everyone does that. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, that's part of your ambition, isn't it? You know, yeah. just trying to push you forward. Yeah, it's part of the human psyche to want to progress. If I don't feel I'm progressing, it's turmoil. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Bring you forward a little bit. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I'm back. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you want to feel like things are moving. Mm. But from what, like you said, from what I can see, it yeah. sounds like things are definitely moving for you in, yeah, the, in the right direction. Yeah, there's some things in the pipeline that sound promising. And we touched upon it quickly, but like social media then, what... Oh, Bredgen. How does that play its part in like your psyche? In terms of putting your stuff out there, do you feel compelled as an artist that I've got, I've got to constantly put content out there? Mm. And it, would you say that's like your authentic self or right. is that like you're putting on a version of yourself? Good, good question, bro. This has always been a challenge for me, right? So if you look at my Instagram feed, Ruben Christian one, if anyone's interested and don't know me, 
and you scroll down from where it is now, you would see me in my it's like they're they're true iterations of my life. So yeah. you'd see at different points. You'll see this whole point where there's do you stuff, and then you'll see this point where there's just me doing dumb things to camera. That was a space I'm in. Now you're going to see more dream rehab stuff with some of the real talk kind of messages that I'm putting out, and me hosting these entertainment gigs. So my personal palette is not curate. It's curated, but it's true to the space I'm in at that time of my life and I'm not scared to switch it up when I feel I need to switch it up okay um so I've made peace with that idea mm. I don't try to just put my best foot forward I what I try to use my palette for now is two main things at the moment the space I'm in I try to use it to reinforce what I'm doing mm. through pictures of me hosting these events and whatnot which reinforces that idea to the world and gets more potential work in but at the same time, use it as a space to provide value for anyone that's following me. Okay. Right. And so when I say value, I put these little bits of writing up where I just literally speak truths. So I'll put something, I'll be feeling something and I'll put it out on stories. And if it resonates quite well, I'll edit it down into something and that would actually live on the palette as a picture. And that stuff has been um, helpful for people. And when, when that connects with people, I feel decent about myself. Mm. So I'm not just putting out my glossy pictures to get more work but I'm also putting value so I feel I'm balanced on the, on the palette right what I don't do is go and watch other people's stuff fuck that yeah because when I when it's I'm it's draining in, right mate, it's draining bro and it yeah. depends on what place you are in emotionally and psycho- psychologically yeah. like if your career is like booming and you're doing well yeah you can look at other people's stuff and you can be like, mate, that's sick. Let's yeah. all win together. So you'll never go and you won't go on Facebook and scram and scroll oh, through Oh, Facebook. I'm never on yeah. Facebook. I locked it. I've got rid of Facebook from, from my from my phone totally. Okay. I'll only go in it if I need to. Yeah. And that's literally via the internet, facebook.com, and then I'll log in. Yeah, same. Even though I know the truth that this is the tip of the iceberg and everyone's putting out their gloss... My automated mind just chats shit to yeah. me. Yeah, you're comparing yourself, aren't you? Yeah, of course you, like, you do. Why you they, can't yeah, stop they're doing it. that and that's why I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah, bro, there was a point where I was like, this was the therapy time when I was quite low. Yeah. That I even wanted to unfollow my own brother. Right, really. I, 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 and I told him, I was like, Aaron, I wanted to unfollow you. And I spoke to Kevin, my therapist. I said, bruv, this is horrible. Yeah. I want to talk about the fact that I want to unfollow Aaron. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, it's okay to feel like that. And I said, okay. Fair play that it's okay, but it feels horrible yeah. that I honestly feel like that and I want to talk about it. Mm. Um, it's because he was just putting up all these sexy Mr. Port of pictures and he's doing right. all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm his older brother and I'm out here back in my mum's house. Do you know what I mean? Just trying to get a gig. Yeah. It's long, man. Yeah, it's tough. It's horrible. Yeah, it's tough, man. No, well, that's that's the, the whole another aspect, obviously, that social media's added to, you know, to the psyche of not just performance creators, but to society as a whole. Mm. You know, we're able to just like glimpse in the shop window of people's lives and like take away yeah. something from that that isn't reality and yeah. let it fester within us. Yeah. You know, that's like a whole raft of psychological problems that it's causing for people. Oh, 100%. Like the whole culture is shifting. Yeah. It's like a girl gave a presentation yesterday, Ideen. We were at a place, we've done this uh, panel show at a place called Ideen. Okay. Ideen UK, I-D-E-A-N. They're right. a creative agency. And she gave this talk. It was, it was beautiful, actually. She's talking about emotional revolution. And the School of Life hones in on this as well. He said that our brains, like the way culture is moving now, it's faster than the ways our brains are evolving to it. Yeah. So it's like, let's say, it's like the PC v Mac advert. Mm-hmm. Our brain's still the PC speed and it's still catching up. But society's moving so fast that we can't keep up. And if we're not mindful of that, we're going to get ourselves into some fucking problems, bro. Yeah. 
wanted to ask you a question. Go on, no, go for it, ask me. Yeah, before we were talking, yeah. before we, we came on, you were talking about um, your persona as Wisebum, mm. right? You've built this character up and you've been touring and you're just doing all this great stuff with this character. But you see, at times you feel you're trapped in it. Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, you- yeah. I mean, it's, to be honest, it's not really trapped in the character. It's more uh, the comedy side of things. You know, outside of comedy, I do all these things. Like, uh, I guess we were talking about these morning routines and, and I'm really interested in studying all that sort of stuff and the mind and Buddhism and meditation and doing, you know, all these different physical challenges and that sort of things. And I never, ever... Uh, I'll never push any of that sort of stuff out on my Instagram or whatever. It's yeah. purely comedy. Yeah. So all you're getting is that, you know... Yeah. Well, that's, is... you built their audience up. That's what they want, right? Do they? I don't know. Who knows? This is what I sort of led myself to believe, <laughs> yeah. really. Yeah. Who's to say if I stop being what you were saying before about, you know, adding value? I'm, I'm not really... You're not really doing that. You know, okay, maybe you make the odd person laugh or something from yeah. a post you do. Joy. Yeah, but there's also something a little bit... Um, superficial or shallow about it i'm only showing like we're talking about you look in the shop window i'm showing my best product type thing to a certain degree but then you know there's all this other stuff eventually i'd like to figure out how to bring into the fold somehow Mm. but you know it's just at the same time it's trying to focus you know at the moment this is my focus and once i'm happy where i'm at with the maybe the comedy side of things then i can look at figuring out how i can bringing this side of things to be honest this podcast is a start you know like yeah. th- this is a rare opportunity where i'm just like you know having chats like this on the level yeah you know without wanting or needing to crack a joke yeah and for me that's like that was a big step it's freeing isn't it it's very liberating it's yeah. so liberating yeah. bro yeah you know i mean i'm fortunate enough i you know i've been attending this uh Buddhist class or it's like this it's men's group for the last three years where you just basically you study Buddhism the Dharma which is you know the Buddhist teachings and with that comes really deep and honest and open conversations so doing that over the last three years has sort of allowed me to be in a place now where I can have the very open or whatever vulnerable conversations and be completely okay with it whereas I you know three four years ago I don't think I could have it would be much more uncomfortable with the idea and just rather just oh gotta say be funny you know Mm. because that's you're just hiding behind something to a certain degree Mm. yeah to answer your question it would be trying to figure out you know how to be more integrated Mm. across the board Mm. Um, but that's something that might just come with time could could that be this is just me always trying to problem solve and come up with potential ideas for something that someone's got on the back burner could you weave some of that truth into the story your character's story for a show maybe oh, I could do it, that yeah so, oh, yeah. so you go between in the Wisebound stuff uh, so Steve comes out and then he's he's, in, he's, a, he's my alter ego so he's a, a neurotic exaggerated version of me yeah. to a certain degree obviously <laughs> I've, I've added other characteristics to him that aren't me right. but a lot of his traits might have been an older version of me mm. but again heightened and exaggerated so all yeah I mean this the Radio 4 sitcom pilot I'm writing at the moment is very much around uh, health and food and, and uh, trying to be woke and, and this type of thing. Mm. So it definitely, you know, they they do like you know, the two worlds sort of interact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Did, did this podcast come out? Also, to finish off my thought, maybe you can have two separate gram accounts if you cared. You know what? So I've one got, could I've be got, about the podcast and this, and one could be about. I've already the I've got. I've got one for Wisebaum, and I've got this <laughs> as well. well. 
I just, oh man, it <laughs> sucks, sucks energy. I just it's don't, long, it's don't long. want it. I don't, what I would like to do is um, take on like a social media intern to mm. ideally deal, deal with that sort of stuff. Mm. And, and, and that's one thing I really need to do is delegate more. Mm. So that's something that's been like on my mind on the agenda for ages. I just haven't yeah. actioned it. Yeah, I don't believe the hype in keeping up with social media and keeping up with the posts. I honestly, like for me, I'm like I'd rather enjoy my life, go into my space, create something that is worth showing, and show it when it's done. Yeah, and just keep living that way. I think it, you know, it depends on what you're doing and you know where you're at with it. Right now, for me, you know, I feel like um, things are moving with the comedy. Right, and if someone in the industry decides to have a browse and they go onto my Facebook, Instagram and it hasn't been updated in a month. Unfortunately, it's part of the sign of the times, but they're just going to think, you know, does he really care? Is he, is he, is he treating this seriously? I, I don't know, bro. You don't, don't think so? I don't know, man. Because, all right, yeah, this guy might not be posting, but has he got his next show in Edinburgh? Is he doing the real work? Mm. Yes. Has he got better over a year? Yes. Has he got more stuff? Yes. Great. I think it's all... The whole thing is, uh, you know, it's, it all comes in one package. So, for me, if you're doing, if you're firing on all cylinders, yeah, you're doing all of them. Chance. There's, there's more chance. But uh, for me, this is what I'm doing for now. And and when it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel right, mm. then I'll stop. I have been thinking for a while about just forgetting about Twitter because at the moment. Oh, Twitter! You're on there still. Yeah, I'm still on Twitter. Yeah, you're like what Twitter? What? But, I mean, for that, that bird is dead, my mind. I know. That's what I just promote. Um, not from, you Does know, it work? Do people are people still on it? Yeah, still loads of people on that. Yeah, okay. I just retweet, you know, when promoters tag me and stuff and that kind of thing. I very rarely voice stuff on that. I might say the odd amusing anecdote or something like that, but it's never been my uh, social media platform of choice. Yeah. I don't. Re- I, I. I'm more of a visual person. I can't. Yeah. Really, I'm not, yeah, I don't yeah. find it easy me to too. communicate me too. on that. Like you know, off that and Facebook, the yeah, grams in place. Yeah. And you know what's really helpful for me? What in the line of work that I'm doing now, LinkedIn. Oh, well, really? The things that have come off the back of LinkedIn. Oh, for really? Me. Wow. Nuts. I've got a, a LinkedIn profile purely for like my production company. Yeah, but yeah, I don't but market less... myself on there. I don't really market myself on there. Yeah, but um, for my line of work, like to get corporate gigs and panels. Perfect. Yeah, perfect for me. So you you update with pieces of content on there and release. Yeah, them. once a yeah. while, I, like whenever I'm doing something fairly big. Yeah. I'd put a post up on LinkedIn, not just showing that I'm doing it through pictures, but also always writing my best lessons learned. Okay. So anyone on there can actually gain some value. So there's a massive focus on giving timeless value and wisdom right. where, where where I can. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, you, look, you're just figuring out what's working for you. I think that's what everyone has got to do. If they are using these social media platforms for work or creativity, it's just... You know, like we're talking about with all the self-help stuff, just work out what works for you and yeah. just do that. Mm. Because you can get just so overwhelmed with all that. And like, what? So hold on, you're telling me I've got to create this thing. I've got to work on my craft. I've never, I've got to go out and perform it or show it and distribute it. Then I've got to deal with... Make connections. Make connections, deal with the marketing, update the social... It's so much. This is what I'm saying. Teams and support is so, it's so, so needed or will burn out. Yeah, you look at some of the people and they've got, you know, who are doing this sort of stuff and, uh, you know, take Michael Dapper, for instance. You know, he's got a creative director who does the, the video sort of oh, side of things. Oh. It's a team. It's a team thing and I it's think... It's only ever a team. Yeah. And that's... We talk about this in Dream Rehab, the thing that I run. Yeah. It's like in, in the start, Real Artists Don't Starve book by Jeff Goins, he talks about... Lord of the Rings, how that came about. I think okay. it was a couple of people meeting out for like 17 years every week, just writing. Oh, and Lord yeah. of the Rings came out of it. 
Beyonce's Lemonade. Well, so, so Jared Token was in a writing group with other people. Is that yeah, right? yeah, 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 for ages. Yeah, and they were just writing, and this yeah. thing just came, just came out of it after years. And yeah. then Beyonce's Lemonade album, I think, credited seventy-two writers. Wow, seventy-two writers. Yeah. Queen B. You think it's Beyonce? It's not. It's Team Beyonce. We're not told these stories enough. Yeah. So I want to make it part of my mission to actually unearth and debunk some bullshit myths, man. I'm much we're better going at pain. now. I'm getting better at it now. And yeah. I was always um, doing everything myself. Yeah, um, I know. And with the comedy sort of stuff. Now I've got a nice, you know, there's a, there's a team there. I've got a script editor with mm. the Radio 4 thing. Obviously there's a there's a production company, which is amazing. You know, it feels like a real luxury. Mm. But um, when I made my short film now, I had a, an executive producer on board and... Um, and for me, it just makes so much more sense yeah, rather than trying to do everything yeah, yourself. You... But also, more than anything, it's having the value of other people's point of views, input, skills yeah. and expertise to yeah. make whatever it is you're doing so much better. A lot of it, doing that thing of taking ownership over everything is ego-driven. Like, 100%. You don't want to lose control of your baby. Mm. You know, this is my thing. But it's like, from my experience, that, that never really is going to work. It's only going to get you so far. Yeah, You've got to have the team. No man's a mountain, no way. Yeah, one island or whatever you call it. Exactly that. Yeah, mate, it's been a this has been a great chat. It's been good, man. This seems like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah, we can go on. Regards to chat, but thanks for having. We'll do another one. So I'm I'm just to like to summarise. Going Mm. back to the theme, balancing acts. Mm. What does the idea of having a balanced life mean to you, or not? So me personally, if I'm just looking at my body and my mind, balancing would be mind, body, and soul. I'd look after my mind through meditation and mindfulness um, and just reading a hell of a lot of philosophy, which really just eases the pressures of, of modern life. The soul stuff is the creation. It's, it's the art stuff. But when I'm doing the art stuff, I'm taking off a lot of pressure. I'm saying, you know what? This doesn't need to be defined. It doesn't need to be amazing. You, you want to do this to ex- express yourself and make something. Just do that mm-hmm. as a creative exploration. And body obviously is exercise. Um, exercise and diet and I try to get in exercise at least two times a week if not three yeah um so that's how I balance myself but then in terms of my connections there is I actually have to schedule in time to see friends okay. if I don't it doesn't happen it doesn't happen like just drifts say, yeah but it yeah. just don't happen I have yeah. to say look let's meet up once a month guys and just yeah. have this this dinner with Amanda yeah, yeah and we'll do that and some of my other friends, I'm on one or two WhatsApp groups, which I actually hate. But once in a while, they'll every week they say, look, these things are going on. And I'll try to get out to one of these things, which is purposeless activity, according to Brené Brown. Like okay. we need to have, spend time in zones where we're not trying to achieve it. Trying to push just be it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I try and get in at least one of those a week, okay, which great. just refuels me, resets me. And then I'll get back to the hustle because the hustle is hard, as you know. Yeah, the hustle like, is real. Do you know what I mean? It's real out here, man. Yeah. So that's how I would, I'd say, balancing work, life, uh, passion and purpose. Yeah, man. Well, it sounds like you've got a, a fully formed approach mm. and it's working for you so it is working right now it's good yeah, man. yeah, yeah it's yeah, good yeah. thank it's good. you i appreciate that bro in terms of people following you obviously you know so insta's the main thing for you now or yeah yeah um i've got my new website up which i designed myself it's got some bugs in it but it's okay. rubinchristian.com okay so it kind of shows what i'm doing uh, what i have done and it kind of i think positions me okay as the guy that's been championing the dreamers since 2006 because that's what i've actually been doing yeah championing people that are trying things uh, so it repositions and explains that repositioning fairly well 
Instagram's probably your best bet. Ruben Christian One, R E U B E N Christian, spelled like the religion, the number one on the end. That's probably where I'm most vocal in the social space. Okay. And if anyone wants to hear any stuff, back catalogue stuff, on uh, Apple Podcasts, just type in my name, two podcasts, the Do You Podcast, which I'm thinking of carrying on, don't know. Another podcast called Two Girls, One Cock. Right. Great which title. Is, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's a bad title because no one wants to search it. They're too scared. Yeah. Um, that you yeah. know of. That, uh, you know, that you know of. That I know of, yeah. Behind closed doors, oh, different story, Behind man. closed doors, you know, yeah. I mean, it's a screensaver, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's myself and two, three 80s babies, myself and two females that okay. are fairly woke and switched on, literally talking about life as elder millennials. Okay. I really enjoyed that. We might carry on. Great. All right, man. Cheers, bro. Great speaking to you. Yeah, one love, man. Safe. Uh. Mm, bring it Perfect. so there you have it what a great chat guys thank you very much for listening if you enjoyed the podcast and please like share comment subscribe if you didn't like it then just don't do anything but hopefully you got something out of that so that's it from me until next time see you later catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.